Welcome into the Thunder Basketball Universe. After a nice holiday break, we're back in action and we've got a great show ahead of you. We'll get into some New Year's resolution as the decade comes to a close. And we'll also talk about the awesome performance of this Thunder team so far. So don't go anywhere. It's the Thunder Basketball Universe. Welcome into the Thunder Basketball Universe. It's been a week since we talked to you. We took a break for the holidays and our last podcast was with Abdul Nader. So we've got a lot to cover for you today and we'll get into all of that. We're recording this at Chesapeake Energy Arena because it is a recovery day for the team, but it's a recovery day for us too. Gallo, how was your holiday season? Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, This is the first year since I've been with the Thunder that we did not play on Christmas Day. So it was amazing. My parents came into town, uh, got to hang out with my parents, my sister, my wife, and my wife's family. And it was a a really, really special Christmas, Christmas Eve, uh, that will be one that I remember for a long time. First time getting Christmas off since working with the Thunder. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, so since 2011. And you got to see your family too. I know, I feel kind of privileged because my it, first year here and I got Christmas <laughs> off. <laughs> I didn't have to go through the struggle. But yeah, I went home to Nashville for the first time since moving out to Oklahoma City and the whole family came in from all over the country. And so it was nice. that Everybody was all in one room for the first time in a very long time. You're really close with your cousins, right? So that was Oh good. yeah, we're yeah. basically brothers and sisters and it was just like old times just eating and chatting nice do you guys have any traditions like things that you always eat or things that people always make so we don't have a ton of traditions but one that we always have is we go to our aunt and uncle's house in um brent mead like nashville basically Mm -hmm. in nashville and we all eat popeye's fried chicken with red beans and rice and um salad that's it's, amazing. It's every year. It never changes. So I don't eat Popeye's chicken like throughout the whole year. But when it when I do eat it, I know it's Christmas time. That is my my, okay. my indicator. Yeah. Very nice. What about Very you, nice. Nick? Well, in the Gallo family, the actually the big meal is Christmas Eve is much more important than Christmas Day, and you always have to have seafood on Christmas Eve. Interesting. So you know when I was growing up, we would go. We would have. All sorts of, you know, crab and shrimp and mussels and clams and any type of, like, mollusk that you could think of. Yeah. And over the years, you know, we'd mix it up and change it up. And so, yeah, this year uh, my wife and I made a seafood lasagna, and that was really good. Oh, what goes into that? We had, let's see, we had shrimp and crab meat, like three different types of cheeses because, duh. Duh. And, uh, yeah, and then we, we actually, yeah, you know, so we, like laid out the lasagna, you have to cook the noodles and you put it in a pan. And so it was fun. It was was a good time. So we took a break from playing on Christmas this year. It was really nice to spend time with family, but everybody here at the Thunder definitely wants to be playing on Christmas Day. It's a huge honor. So hopefully OKC is one of those marquee teams here coming up soon. Such a great holiday feeling. And you know who else is feeling really good right now is this Thunder team. In, In the past seven games, the Thunder has won six games. And since we talked to you, they've won five of six games, and the past two came on the road and 
incredible victories for the Thunder. Yeah, really tight down-to-the-wire games, shorthanded uh, without Danilo in either one and then without uh, Dennis in the game in Toronto. Uh, but we're just seeing this Thunder team gut out victories. They're finding ways to win these games that they weren't winning early in the season. They're winning now. And right now they're seventh in the Western Conference and sitting two games above 500. And like you mentioned, playing without Dennis, playing without Danilo, and still playing without Hami, the, the Thunder roster right now is just finding its own way to put points on the board and be productive on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. That was what was most impressive about the Toronto win was they have won all year with the three-point guards, and that's been what has made this team unique. And they still managed to beat a very good Toronto team who was also shorthanded despite not having Dennis. That was one of the biggest questions for, for everybody coming into that game. Playing without Dennis, what was the three-point guard lineup going to look like? And Shea Gilgis-Alexander, the Toronto native, took over and just absolutely exploded in offensive production, notching a 32-point game for the third time this season. Yeah, he keeps uh, hitting 32. <laughs> I guess that's that might be his uh, his new number eventually. But yeah, Shea is just like, he's really taken that next step where we saw him early in the season get a little bit distracted by how defenses were defending him. It was becoming a little bit harder for him to make plays. And now he's using that pressure as like leverage to get his other other teammates involved and then finish himself. I'm going to throw some numbers out here. And Nick, I want to hear your response. In the past six games where the Thunder has won five out of six, um, in the past six games, Shea has put up these numbers. 27.3 points per game, 2.2 steals per game, shooting 53% from the field and 45% from the three-point line. Super highly efficient numbers from Shea in these past six games. The thing is, he's not just scoring, though. Like, what you're saying there is, like, how efficient he's been, but you're filling it in with some of the other numbers that he's putting up, too. He's rebounding the ball really well. The two biggest plays that he had in the Toronto game, in addition to the floater off glass, was the massive defensive rebound and then running the clock out, which is just, like, a heady, smart play. It was. I, I want to go back to that play where he ran the clock out for the first time yeah. after getting a big rebound. After Fred Van, Vle- oh my goodness, Fred Van Vliet. Try saying that three times fast. Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet. <laughs> I can't even get the third time. <laughs> after he missed the three point shot, it was Shea who came up with the rebound and he dribbled it out. A long three. Rebound. Shea Gilgis Alexander. And just surging back. Just hold on to the ball. They're not going to foul you. Haven't yet. You don't have to do anything. Five seconds. And the Raptors tried to foul, didn't try to foul, but when they did finally get the foul, it was with three seconds left on the clock. Shea is sneaky fast, and something Nick Nurse, the Toronto head coach, told us before the game, which was Shea has maybe the best first step in the league right now, which when you watch Shea play, you don't necessarily see that because sometimes he's in such slow motion and the herky-jerky style like once he's in the lane he really slows down and really has patience once he's down there to try to make the exact correct play to bait the defender and having to do something but blowing by his man the first time he's super quick and he did that on the very first play it was like we heard Nick Nurse say that and then he was like okay and then rips by his defender on the very opening possession of the game for a layup en route to his 32 points. It had to be such a special night for Shea to have his family there, and you know he only get to go there once a year being in the Western Conference, so it was nice. And the last time he played 
at Toronto with the Clippers, he put up 19 points, which you think for a rookie, great. Only to be eclipsed by his second year performance where he puts up 32 points, which marks the most points a Canadian has ever scored in Toronto. So clearly he's going like for 50 next year, right? I mean, <laughs> keep making positive strides, yeah. Shay. <laughs> Speaking of Shay, we think he has a pretty good case to play in Chicago an All-Star Weekend. Yeah, the Rising Stars game, that'll be on Friday. It's the world versus the USA, both rookies and second-year players. Pretty confident that Shea will be there, but Thunder fans also have the chance to make Shea's name ring out for a potential starter spot and just to continue to show the coaches, the voters who are going to determine the All-Star teams that he and some of his Thunder teammates deserve to be in Chicago at the All-Star game. So be sure to vote. Uh, you can go to nba.com slash thunder slash vote. And then you can also vote on Google, Google Assistant, uh, nba.com, and the NBA app. So definitely vote for Shea, CP3, Danilo, Dennis, and Steven. Just realizing four out of those five guys are international players. So uh, worldwide, if you're listening to the Thunder Basketball Universe or maybe even beyond this world. Ooh. <laughs> vote get those throughout Mars the, votes in. Throughout the universe. representation. That's right. Go vote for the Thunder. It's so easy to do. I just Googled NBA All-Star voting and then clicked on the Thunder team, and our entire roster popped up. You just click on the guys, click on vote, boom, it's done. Vote is already submitted. So It is that simple. And you easy. have the chance to vote every single day leading up to All-Star Weekend. Boom voted. Boom voted. Boom voted. Before the All-Star break, the Thunder takes on the Pelicans in New Orleans, and the Thunder has partnered with Fox Sports to give away a trip for two to New Orleans to see that game on February 13th. Hotel, airfare tickets to the game, and more are included. All you have to do is go to okcthunder.com slash on the fly, enter to win by January 20th, and you could be on your way to the Big Easy. Here at the Thunder, we like to keep the main thing, the main thing. And the main thing for everybody, not just here at the Thunder, but everywhere. We're about to wrap up a decade. It's about to be a new year. Let's talk New Year's resolutions, Nick. Okay. Personal or for this Thunder team? Let's start with team, and then we'll finish with personal. Perfect. For the team, I think the, the main thing moving forward is just... They've done a really nice job lately, but maintain the rebounding. Defensive rebounding will always be a massive, massive key for this team. Uh, Limiting the second chances that opposing teams get is crucial. You have a kind of small margin for error with this group as it is, and so really winning on the margins is really important. With the strides that the young guys on this team have been taking, I think that's a very feasible resolution to accomplish in the new, new decade. Yeah. What do you got? On my end... I'm not going to lie. The New Year's resolution is to get Steven shooting threes again. Amazing. Put him back in the three-point column. Does Paris's projection, like, start over on January 1? Her, like, opening pod Yeah, prediction? this is redemption for that. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. If let's, he goes... Let's run it back. It's if, like a double or nothing situation. This is exactly what it is. I'll agree to that. I'll okay. shake on that. Cool. If Steven goes 100% in the new year... I think even if he Shoot. just hits one. Just one. Just one? Yeah, we're going to loosen it up. But he's got to, like, hit one early on. If he does miss a few, I, I'm fine with you guys setting whatever ground rules you want. What do you Wait. want, Paris? 
you know what? I'm just going to go all in. He's got to go 100%. Okay. I was trying to give you like a He did it in preseason. He could do it again. <laughs> it was one for one. First game of the new year. It's going to be the first play. <laughs> Steven's, I'm not saying all that, but. Okay. 100%. That would be amazing. All right. I can't wait. What about for individual? What are we thinking personal resolutions? This is the fun stuff. Hindi, let's let's start with you. Well, I'm going to get my team one in real quick. Okay, throw your team one in. Overlooked. Uh, but it's just <laughs> going to be, you know, better free throw defense. Opponents are shooting really well against the Thunder from the free throw line. And the guys 80%, are just, yeah. they're just standing on the line doing nothing. So really got to pick that up. Hindi, what would you do on the free throw line to help a guy miss? I actually have a trick. I think it's actually outlawed. But you raise one arm up in the air, and as he goes up into a shooting motion, you switch your arms. Works like a charm. Does it matter if what position you're in, if you're on the block or closer to the guy on the free throw line? Nope. You get him in their peripheral vision. So Nerlens, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Nerlens actually affected a free throw late in the Charlotte game. What did he do? He was on the bench, and he just waved his towel right as, I believe it was P.J. Washington was mm-hmm. shooting the free throw. And PJ bricked the first free throw because Nerlens waved the towel. I'm I'm telling you, that's why. You I'm, never know what's going to affect a free throw shooter. Man. I am 100% fine with superstitions, too. Even if, like, PJ didn't see it, let's keep that towel waving going yeah. into the new year. Yeah. Just keep it up. Yeah. Hope for the best. All right, what's your personal one? Personal, I grew up my beard a lot more than I normally have, and I feel like the maintenance of it lacked a little bit, especially towards the end of the year. And so I'm going to commit to better beard care maintenance, you know, use the beard oil, maybe get a little beard comb and just make sure it's really well-groomed. sharp. That's right. Yeah. It's not easy. Is that a big commitment? Being fuzzy. It is actually, yeah. Big beard guy. You got to do things in the right order too. You got to do like brush your teeth then you put your face lotion on and then last step is the beard oil because otherwise it'll get washed out. Okay. We're going to hold you to it. Okay. Okay. Please do. Okay. I expect (laughs) a sharp beard. Takes a village. (laughs) Nick, what about you? Uh, When it's really cold in January and February and I'm not feeling like it, it's early in the morning, I'm still going to walk my dog, Heidi. Got to take care of Heidi. Yeah. It it will be very hard to resist the temptation to just be like, you know what? I think I'm just going to stay inside this warm house. But no. (laughs) The dog deserves her walks. Yeah, she does. And she'll appreciate that yeah. too, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm afraid to say it. I'm pretty, pretty cliche, pretty basic. I, I gotta work out more. I, I love my spin classes and I haven't been going as frequently as I'd like. So I'm going to go more regularly. Which means I probably need to wake up earlier. <laughs> And Why go don't we just kill work? two birds with one stone and you cycle over to Nick's house and take Heidi out? Oh. I don't have a bike. It seems like I'm getting the like, really great end of this deal. <laughs> Come manicure my beard. <laughs> Nick, buy me a bike and I'll do it. <laughs> Over this past road trip, something that made Nick and I look was the defense coming from the center position on this Thunder team. Steven Adams, Nerlens Noel, just being super active in the paint, Causing turnovers and wreaking havoc on quick, opponents. Quick hands, quick feet, really, from both those guys. Nerlens has had a l- few steals over the past few games. I mean, he's marked multiple games where he's had more than one steal. Three steals, three blocks in the win over Toronto. Uh, what was really impressive, both in that game and the Charlotte game, you're playing against teams with point guards who can shoot threes and are major threats. So both Steven and Nerlens had to be really far up on the floor 
trying to stop those guys from taking threes and giving the Thunder guards just enough time to get over those screens. And on a number of occasions, both Steven and Nerlens got their hands so low that they were almost at the at the ground, blocking any bounce passes that that Toronto players or Charlotte players were trying to bounce through to big men on pick and pops or pick and rolls. Just showing their range of defensive abilities, right? They can guard a guard coming off a ball screen and help until their guard recovers, or they can handle their own in the post against big post players. It really doesn't matter. They've shown that they can handle either of those and be effective in both of those situations. It's really impacting not just the turnovers and the disruptive plays that you can see on the stat sheet, but just how challenged and difficult these shots are. The Thunder ranks uh, amongst the top in the league at contesting shots, both two-pointers and three-pointers, and just total shots overall. They force a lot of twos uh, in comparison to threes, and a lot of that is because how mobile Steven and Nerlens are. They are very mobile, and I asked Coach Donovan about this, about Nerlens, and just how his ability to be a defensive pest, and he just talked about his athleticism. This is a guy who is super rangy and has a super long wingspan and also has quick feet and the ability to get from one place to the other relatively quickly. That's why he's able to get stops or blocks and steals and all of those sorts of things. It's just because he's able to use his athleticism. You can really play all three of the major defensive styles with Nerlens. You can have him switch. We saw that, that he actually, in, in um, some games against Portland, when he's had to switch on Damian Lillard, he's done a really nice job of holding up in those matchups. He can play in coverage, like we've just been talking about, where he comes up and he pressures and they put two on the ball really quickly. Or he can play in a drop coverage and be a rim protector, which is like his number one uh, identity that he came into the league with as a shot blocker. So such a versatile defender, you can put him in any coverage. Both of them are just super helpful in allowing the Thunder defense to do whatever is necessary to guard whatever opponent that they're facing. Every team has a different threat that they impose, and so for the Thunder to have options like Nerlens and Steven, who have the ability to guard inside and out, super helpful. Look, I mean, the Thunder scored 202 points total in a two-game road trip, and they won both games. Like, you're not doing that if your defense isn't unbelievable on those road games. It all comes down to stops. It's now time in the Thunder Basketball Universe podcast to bless your timeline. And Nick, your walk-off interviews have been blessing us a lot recently, especially this most recent one against Toronto. Jay, how did this feel running the clock out? Such a heady play by you to finish this game. Young fella had to show out for his home Canadians. You gonna get out my interview? You got a haircut? You got a haircut? Get out my spotlight. Yeah, it felt good. Um, first and foremost, just to get a dub. Um, and obviously, we're shorthanded tonight. Super shorthanded. There's just so much like love and mugging for the camera lately that it seems like I always have two guys for the walk-off interview. When you're only supposed one. to get one. Right, right. And that's awesome. It's like such a great way for our fans to see who these guys really are, give them a little bit more of that personality, show just like what a great connection there is in this locker room. So, of course, CP3 comes and gives Shea a little bit of shove after the game in Toronto when Shea had such a great performance. And Chris starts kind of ragging on Shea about how he had to get himself a new haircut right before this big game in Toronto where he's coming back and playing in front of his family. And Shea, of course, gave it right back to him and said, yo, get out of my, you're trying to block my shine here. Like, get out of my shot. Steal my thunder. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) 
I, so. I, and when I first saw that interview, I thought he wanted Shay to get a haircut after that performance. I, that's what immediately went through my head. I don't know. Shay looked pretty sharp to me. I think he had gotten, you know, trimmed up L- pretty little good. Little edge up around yeah. the edges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Looks sharp. Got to look good in front of his home crowd. Of course, of course. That's all for us here, the Thunder Basketball Universe. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to our producers. And until next time, thunder up and catch you later.